broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sherry Young, broadcasting live for Chattanooga Business Radio. We are here today for the Women in Business show. We're in downtown Chattanooga. It's a gorgeous day. If you're outside, hopefully you've got us on and you're still tuning in. We have a wonderful guest today. We're in the Talon Building, 10th floor, Regis Executive Suites, and I'm so happy to welcome Ashley McAdoo. Welcome, Ashley. Hello, everyone. Ashley is founder and CEO of Shine Beauty and Wellness, and we're going to dig into Ashley's story here in a few minutes about her path to market and becoming a business owner in addition to be being a wife and mother. And Ashley, let's tell I I'm trying to calm down. I've been so excited this morning. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> We've been giggling in here and uh, we'll try not to have too much fun and get real serious because we are talking about some serious um serious issues this morning that are affecting women everywhere. And I do want to give a quick shout out before we dig into your story to Katie King, um, one of my favorite people. I just see Katie and I smile. I just bust out (laughs) laughing. I actually screamed in the hallway just a minute ago um, here at Regis. If you're not familiar with Regis, it's an executive office uh, facility on the 10th floor of the Talon building. We're so appreciative to them. Um, We're just in a great place to collaborate with other professionals. On any given day, you might turn around and see someone who has moved in and you didn't know they moved in. And that's what happened about 15 minutes ago. I saw Katie in her office and we both let out a scream and laughed and said, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're in here too. So it's a great opportunity to network while you're actually working. Um, Just want to give her a shout, shout out. She is formerly senior counsel at EPB. Um, She has left and started her own law practice, and it's Katie King Law. You can find her at www.katiekinglaw.com or reach her at 423-602-5464. She is a commercial uh, or corporate attorney. She focuses on uh, commercial transactions, which is great for our listening audience who may be looking to get into business for themselves and particularly in the area of commerce, uh, where you're actually selling a product in exchange for money versus a service. I would imagine um, Katie has great experience in that area. And then, of course, in the service industry as well with her history at EPB. So look her up. Welcome, Katie. We're so glad to be in the same building with you. Now, let's turn our attention to Ashley. So, Ashley, I have a question for you. All right. Okay. And I, I've known you for a while, and you would think I've asked you just about every question, but this one I haven't asked you, and it hit me this morning. Tell me, you have a wonderful, supportive husband, and um, he's a delight, and he is successful. He's a successful businessman and an attorney, correct? Correct. Okay. So many women with little bitty toddlers choose to stay home. And I actually made that choice when my children were that tiny. And I have been inspired and just fascinated watching you develop your own business. And one of my questions has been, and and what I present now is really why? Why are you you doing this? 
I have a passion and I believe that when you have a passion and a dream and you don't fulfill it, you'll be left with regrets. And so my passion is nutrition and wellness and health. And especially in the female community, I feel like we have been misinformed and a lot of health issues. And I just want to clear the air with women and help them feel beautiful from the inside out. Wow. So it's your passion that has led you into working. And I know that you've described your work as fun and rewarding. And um, I think at times you've even said it's like sacred ground working with these women. But um, tell us exactly what it is you're doing and why this is so important to you. Absolutely. So I have a health coaching business and I offer a variety of services and um it really depends on the individual. We start out with an initial consultation where we break ground and we talk about their past history with food and then where they are currently. And then we start from there. I believe that every person is an individual and they need individual attention. And we have thousands of diets out here there right now. And we're more overweight. We're on more medications. And so I'm sitting back here thinking something is wrong. And so really, um, I go on a bio-individual basis. Um, Some people want to move more plant-based. Some people want to uh, learn what clean proteins are. So it really just depends on the individual. And then we go from there. I do specialize in beauty detox where we do move more plant-based and do an initial cleansing to kind of even figure out what their allergies are or what may be affecting their gut. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we start slowly adding back in things you know, it could be seen as an elimination diet at first. And Mm -hmm. I hate to even use the word diet because I think a lot of people cringe and think, oh, it's going to be miserable. But every one of my clients has come away um, feeling so much better, so much lighter. Their skin is brighter. They're sleeping better. They have more energy throughout the day. So you're not relying on, you know, five cups of coffee. And especially with children, (laughs) you can, you can feel like you're pulled in a lot of different directions and it can be very draining on your energy. So, you know, the fuel that you put in your body is so important. Right. Right. And so your background, uh, tell us about your background. So I went to UTC and, uh, received a bachelor's in exercise science. And then from there, so it was movement and nutrition. And then from there, I went through a holistic program in New York City, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And that's where um, they really started to pick apart each diet and maybe why they're not great for everyone. And then really taught me how to coach a person as an individual, which is a lot different than going through nutrition school, where I believe it's very single-minded. This is blood type diets, we're going over everything because a lot of times, you know, you have clients coming to you and they've tried 10 diets that don't work. And so yeah. it's very important to understand, you know, what's going on in the nutrition world. And then from there, um, yeah, so I've worked at Southern Squeeze and helped develop the raw foods program there. So I also went through a raw food chef school. Um, and that's where really we started to break ground on developing a health coaching program through Southern Squeeze. And then I eventually broke off and started my business, Shine Beauty and Wellness. Okay, great. So it's your passion. I, it's, and what I'm hearing is to really educate women on what's good for them, what works, what doesn't. Um, and really face-to-face. I know you do some virtual long-distance work with clients, and that's an area you're expanding. Um, But here in Chattanooga, I think, you know, having known you, you really enjoy that face-to-face time and seeing people in their 
settings and their environments, even going into their kitchens. I know you've done some of that, looked in their pantries. You've done uh, pantry, clean out the pantry yes. uh, work and even gone shopping for people and prepared food. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's... Um, it's a lot on a mom and especially a working mom to really start to change the way that they eat. And sometimes they do need the help. They need to go to the grocery store and figure out where do I need to shop in the store and what brands do I need to buy or even how to read the back of a label and really understanding the chemicals that they're putting in their body and also the amounts of sodium and hidden sugars. Um, and it's like, once I take them through a few times, it's like a light bulb comes on. And, you know, instead of this being a diet, it becomes a lifestyle change because that's what I believe in, um, is setting someone up for success the rest of their life. And for some clients that is maybe moving more towards vegan and more towards plant-based, but for some people it's, they, they love happy hour and they love to eat at the Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so we factor all of those things in to be realistic for that person. And then from there, it, I figure our health is, the, the journey is like an onion and it's slowly peeling the layers off instead of just diving right in and getting overwhelmed and then get, giving up. And that's what I hear from so many women is just they start a program that's unrealistic for them and their families, you know, because a lot of times they're cooking food for them and then having to cook a completely yes. different meal for their family. I hear that all the time. And so I teach parents even how to build healthy meals with different options and options that are more plant-based that maybe their kids will enjoy. So I love going into uh, pantries and also pulling out a lot of, negative foods out of the pantry. A lot of times... What's a negative food? A negative food. Oh, gosh. I would like to say anything with a label on it is a <laughs> negative food. But to be more realistic, you know, we go through and we read the backs of the labels and we start to break down what these words are. And typically, if you can't pronounce it and if you don't understand it, you probably shouldn't be having it in your pantry. And so it can be overwhelmed. So, you know, sometimes I do a three-level pantry cleanse where we slowly start to pull things out of their their pantries um, and add in more fresh foods. Because a lot of times we use all these chemicals where fresh basil, fresh dill, parsley, and the natural flavors of fruits and vegetables taste so good that we don't need all of these add-ins. Or even learning how to cook your beans versus buying canned beans or, you know, the, the quick 10-minute Mexican rice that you put in the microwave. You know, and it, so it does take some organization. It takes some prep time, but I help build that out for each client. So, you know, they may be meal prepping two days a week, but then that sets them up for success the entire week, building in snacks and meals and instead of being overwhelmed every time you come home. And I even get into that sometimes where I come home from work and I don't know what to cook for dinner. So you do, you know, you do have to be organized and planned, but that's why I'm there for you. Right. So it's hand-holding the whole way. And I love it because it's a sisterhood. And I really get to know my clients really well. And every one of them have become my best friends. Because yes. it's, it's a very intimate thing to break down your health and break down these barriers. And a lot of times people have emotional addictions to food. Or maybe it's, it could be, well, it could be a lot of different factors. But, right. you know, just collaborating, getting to really know that person, and then spending a lot of time with them. I spend a lot of time in people's kitchens, cooking their dinners and helping them organize. So wonderful. So what about, um, you mentioned the word bio-individuality. Bio yes. <laughs> oh, I am educated, but that's a hard word. <laughs> it's, a <big> uh, <laughs> it's a big one. So define that. So bio-individuality is like our thumbprint. And no one person is going to have the same 
biological footprint as the person next to you. And so what works for one person may not work for the other person. And so that's where we, what, that's why we initially go through the elimination diet is because a lot of times people don't even know their bodies or know what they're allergic to. And then we start to add foods back in. And so maybe dairy doesn't work well for you. And so we find after we pull it out, maybe they feel so much better, their gut feels better. And then that's maybe something that they don't add back into their diet. But mm -hmm. for other people, they can maybe have dairy, but then we go, we break it down and go, well, where are you sourcing your dairy from? Um, which is a whole new level. Um, and that's, you know, for me, I can't have dairy. And so that's just not in our pantry at home. Gotcha. And so you have two boys, I do. a three-year-old and a 12-year-old? They are. They are monkeys. Yes. And a husband. <laughs> I do. And He's a monkey, so, too. <laughs> so there's no dairy in the home at all with the three men? or Right. Sometimes it's, I'll be honest with you, we're, we're going to be real here. It does sneak into our, our pantry or our refrigerator sometimes, but it's not a staple. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes my husband will get some fancy cheese from Whole Foods and bring it home. But that's, you know, you have to think of it as an indulgence. But, you know, I try to keep my uh, family's diet pretty clean. You know, if you have kids at home and I'm thinking about this, like my boys pretty much eat plant-based, but I don't want them to go to the neighbor's house and see cookies and binge on cookies. So what I do is we get our groceries, we get our plant-based groceries, and then they get two fun things to pick from the grocery store. And I just let them pick these two fun things. And so they develop their sense of balance. But we also talk about serving sizes. So if they get cookies, we pull out the two cookies. Like Oreos. Two, like Oreos. Okay. Uh, it depends on which Oreo it is. The double stuffed is only one. And the regular is two, just to, to clarify. Uh, <laughs> is And then we, you know, stick to that serving size. And so they don't develop that kind of get, getting home from school and binging. Yes. Um, at my brother and I did that as children. Yes. And it, you know, it's a bad habit to get into at a young age. And so if you can develop boundaries as a, a young person, then as an adult, you know, you're setting yourself up for success. Yes. So what about weight? Women, I would imagine, um, especially those women over 30 who, you know, as we age, you know, whether you're in your 30s or your 40s, 50s, you know, your, our bodies change and that's just reality and our hormone levels change. And those of us who have children then go, you know, have postpartum and all that comes with that. Wh how does weight, a woman's weight factor into the work that you do with her? Absolutely. Um, I, weight is a focus. There are some clients that do, you know, for health reasons need to lose weight, but I feel like that so often diets wrap around losing 10 pounds quick or losing, you know, 30 pounds quick. If you're living a healthy lifestyle, if you're truly, you know, eating and moving in the way that your body, your individual body is supposed to, then you're going to be at your healthy weight. But I think as women, and this is, I'm as guilty and I struggled with it growing up. We try to put our bodies in, you know, Giselle's body or, <laughs> so, you know, whoever is the hot person in entertainment right now. And that's not reality. It's not. Our female bodies are absolutely beautiful. And so I try to create a culture where we celebrate our bodies. And whether you're a size two or naturally a size 10, you're the most healthy and beautiful that you're supposed to be. Because if you're underweight and you're trying to reach a goal that's not for your body type, 
your skin will suffer, your hair is going to suffer. So I focus on it overall beauty because if you're really feeling your body, it will naturally fluctuate to its healthy weight and your skin will glow, your eyes will be white. The whites of your eyes will just be so bright. So, you know, we all need to look at our weight and say, am I healthy? Am I within a healthy range? But, it, you know, we don't need to stare in, in, in a mirror and, and judge ourselves. Yeah, You know, if you think about women a hundred years ago, they look completely different than they do. Yes. Now, you now know. that's an entirely different show that I would <laughs> love to do with the round table of women because uh, we are incredibly hard on ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we could talk about that uh, till the moon comes <laughs> up, I think today. But going back to how you got to where you are, mm. So you started out working with Southern Squeeze. Absolutely. I had a full-time job with okay. health insurance. Um, the timing just aligned where I, I knew the job that I was at was not where I was supposed to be. It was comfortable. I had a, a great paycheck and great health coverage, but I wasn't living my passion. I was waking up, just going to work, and that I was just over it. So it was it was a jump. You know, I looked at my husband. I said, this is is this okay? And fortunately, I have a great support system. And he said, go for it. You know, it's scary waking up the next morning, not getting a paycheck and, yes. you know, having to go on the exchange to get health insurance. There's all kinds of factors that go into uh, starting up a new business. You know, I truly believe with my whole heart, if you live your passion and work hard at it, it things will just start falling in your lap. And yes. I don't know if it's been that way for everyone, but for me, I've just been pure, been true to myself and things have just fallen in my lap. Yes. Yes. And that's a huge message. You know, I see that a lot in working with women. I see women taking the leap all the time. Um, you're an example. Katie's an example whom I, me I mentioned a little while ago. I, I could go on for days about women who have done that either because um, they feel stifled or, um, undervalued or really just this intuitive sense that their gifts and skills are not being applied with the full impact that they could have, you know, on their own life path and then also on the community around them. Um, so, I mean, I want to suggest it's a bit of a calling, you know, it's a bit of a calling and listening to what's inside of you really being real about that. And it doesn't always mean you can jump right then. Right, you know? right. But you can start, you can, you know, and even when I was at my other job, I started to create this culture in myself and at my home to prepare for the jump. You just don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to quit my job and start a business. You know, there take, there take some planning and some organization, but it's, it is scary and it's, yes. it's risky, but you know, I did, I'm not hung up on a paycheck at this point. And, right. you know, and sometimes it takes sacrifice. Yes. You, know, you know, we may not go on three vacations this year, but I'm waking up happy every right. morning. Right. And your husband is self-employed as well. He is. Right? He is. So self-employment, as we know, um, you know, has its issues. You know, it certainly has its challenges. It does. It doesn't uh, provide the um, kind of that foundational financial safety regardless of what you need to make in a given month to provide for yourself and your family, everyone's in a different place, but having that amount is critical for all of us to pay our bills. So it's wonderful that you've had a, a husband who 
um, could provide really a jumping off place for you so that you could go and, and test this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So talk to me about that getting started, that taking the leap. You had the conversation. He said, hey, go for it. You had the necessary conversations to make your exit uh, with Southern Squeeze. What happened after that? How did you get organized? And and even looking back, even though it hasn't been that long, hindsight's twenty twenty. Can you give our listeners some advice on really just getting started? Absolutely. Chattanooga's a great town to market and to market yourself. And so I just started reaching out to every person I knew, the e- even you know doctors that had markets where I could be referrals to clients. And so, you know you do initially maybe want to spread yourself a little thin and reach out to a whole lot of people. And that's what I did at first. And then you start to figure out which ones are worth sticking to and which people I need to follow this person and they're going to bring me X amount of clients. So that initially it was just getting on Facebook or checking my phone log and seeing who I know, who knows somebody who I could talk to. And And how did you do that? If I can just interrupt, like Facebook is great, I think, for that networking for for business and personal. Absolutely. But beyond that, did you text people and say, can I come and talk with you? Like, Absolutely. The the doctors. Yes. Okay. I I mean, luckily I have some friends in the community. I grew up in Chattanooga, so I, I just know a lot of people. And so I would, I would text someone in the office or someone that I knew and I just, can I get a face-to-face? But I was, luckily, you know, if you're building your passion, you're already going to want to make yourself well-known even on social media or on Instagram, all of those, Twitter, um, people already knew what I was doing and what my passion was. And so it was just kind of sitting down and giving them that selling point of how can I make your clients do better at X? You know, I'm working with a plastic surgery group um, with Southern Surgical Arts. And so I work with all of their post-op patients. And so for them, it's a bonus because they're doing a lot of work but if the women aren't taking care of themselves from the insides out, the results aren't going to be as great and they'll diminish. And so for them, it's just helping their results be better and creating a healthy community. And then for me, it's really boosting, you know, the amount of clients I get to see during the week. So that was wow. that was a big client to land. And that just may not happen to everyone, but, um, you know, just reaching out to those pockets of people. Yes. And um, but it is it's kind of you have to be confident and know what your what your goals are, what your business plan is. And so fortunately for health coaching, it's pretty simple. You uh, you develop your plan and what you want to offer and then put the, you know, and I've had to test pricing to see, um, you know, what sells in LA does not, people can't afford it in Chattanooga. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of playing around with pricing, which, you know, is, is a little uncomfortable. Yes, that's a tricky one for women. We tend to undervalue ourselves altogether pricing our services, right? That's, oh, yes. that's really putting a price on yourself in a sense. It's very personal. It's different than saying, okay, I have a widget here that I'm going to sell you. You know what your cost of goods is, what it costs to produce it, and you know what your margin needs to be, and you can therefore price it. It's, it's pretty scientific. But when it comes to a service and you're offering the service, you can look at what's happening in the region and and I guess what uh, your competition is doing. And that's certainly a guide. But what did, did you find that you undervalued, overvalued? Where did you start out and did you make any changes? I initially 
wholly undervalued myself. And I, you know, when you're starting a, a new business, you really don't know what it looks like a few months out. And so I found that I was, you know, I was getting paid, but I was stretching myself real thin and I was breaking that up. You know, I even broke it up hourly and I was like, well, this isn't, you know, this is a lot of work. And so, um, and I was getting great results from the women. And so again, you know, maybe starting out lower on the beginning end and building your portfolio. So now when I have women come to me, I can, you know, give them references of past clients and that really gives them some, some, something tangible to go, okay, this is where, you know, where I can be. You can show them, they can see the results yes. in the, in the women you've worked with. And so you increased your pricing. I did. Okay. And in, increased, in increasing your pricing, how, what has your experience been? You, uh, you have more credibility, I guess, now because you have that portfolio and you've uh, mentioned the doctor you're working with. What's that experience been like for you saying, okay, this is my pricing. This is what I'm worth. This is what I offer you in exchange for your dollar. Here are the results you can expect if we work together, you know, and you stick to your plan, how do women receive that message? And then again, how do you feel? I've had a few women just flat out say they can't afford it. And I have to just accept that um, because if they're committed, they're going to pay. And it's, and it was just a slight increase. I really, I haven't really had anyone complain or really comment. Most people are so happy, you know, and I've, I work with my women. I have some women that are on payment plans. I have some women that just pay right one big check up front. Um, and so that's one place that I can help them be flexible. I know what I'm worth and yes. it's just kind of being confident in that and, and sticking to it because there are people who want it and they, they see the value in you. And then, you know, it's a great relationship. Yes. And so those women who say, no, they can't afford it. My experience as a woman with a certain amount of money is, and I've heard this all along, I never believed it until I started really digging into the topic on myself. And that's that my priorities are where my money goes, right? Absolutely. So spending is just an extension who I am and what I value when you get into the spending that's discretionary, you know, above and beyond our Absolutely. fixed expenses. So for those women who say no, you've learned, and I think there's probably an inner conversation that you have as, as you went into that process of having to hear no, you've learned to say, well, you know, that that's that person's choice. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, having that financial commitment there, I think helps women adhere to the program because they are paying a certain amount for a service. And so, you know, I want everyone, every one of my clients to go into it with their whole heart and with full intentions, because that's where results are seen. Yes. And so it's a really good relationship when they are truly financially committed to the program. Yes. And for the woman in business like yourself, what I really want, and I know you share is for, is for her to consider, don't bargain in that situation. Don't discount yourself. Don't, don't negotiate on pricing. Yeah, I mean, set your boundaries up front so you know what's going to make sense for you. And don't back down on that. I've seen women give themselves away, and I've done the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, it really doesn't serve anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, know your, know your worth and go for it. But I also do, you know, another cool thing that I do is I can run specials. So if I'm having, say, a slower month that I would like to have, then, you know, you can run a 15% off discount, you know, for the month of 
May to celebrate spring and maybe getting, you know, comfortable in your summer clothes. Like I've done things like that, but for overall, I mean, yeah, stick to your price and really, you know, and know your value. Yeah. Know your value. Know your value. Put, put your heart and soul into it and know. Love that. Love that. Now, talk to me about Shine Beauty and Wellness now, May of 2016. And where would you like to be May of 2017? And then is there a three-year plan? Like, And then beyond. Is, Absolutely. What is your vision for your company? So right now, I, I, I get you know, around five to seven clients a week on consultations, um, which is great. And it's, it's pretty time consuming as it is. And I also have started developing, um, some virtual clients in DC in Atlanta, which were all kind of funny stories where they had a friend in Chattanooga who was a client and they posted a picture on Facebook and then they reached out to me. So now I'm working with virtual clients, which is really a new, interesting and beautiful way to grow the business. So I would say between, May of this year and May of next year, really just kind of growing that portfolio. And, you know, every time you grow and take two steps forward, you have to make sure you're still balanced. And with a family and, you know, even your own sanity and keeping yourself healthy, you know, kind of watching your growth. Mm -hmm. Because I think initially when I started it, I was, I had 10,000 things that I wanted to do. And then, you know, two months into it, I was exhausted and I really wasn't going anywhere. So I kind of took a few steps back and kind of broke down and said, I, this is my goal for how many clients I want to see a week. And, you know, I'm meeting that goal. I'm exceeding that goal. And then um, kind of growing this online virtual presence with, um, you know, people around the country, because you can be a very effective health coach uh, via Skype, you know, and, yes. and it's really, it's, so it's great. I would like to even refine this process to where people can get onto my website and do it all on a website and develop plans. It's just going to take a little bit of time and even long-term developing some products. I have so many women, uh, we talk about probiotics and even the quality of water they're drinking. I have a few resources that I could send them to, but then I started thinking, well, I could create, you know, what I know to be the best product myself, which is uh, an animal all of, of itself. And so that's, you know, it's a dream. Yes. It's a yes. dream, but I'm not going to let go of that dream. I just know I'm not there yet. Yes. And so you just, you put it in the little box and I, you know, yes. think about it. But right now I'm focusing on just growing my Chattanooga community and even just being a liaison out in the community to, to share even outside of shine, you know, health and wellness. Yes. Yes. One thing that um, I've seen personally with women is recruiting other women to uh work with you and to cut and you train them and to come along with you. And basically they become practitioners and represent your company. So you can actually, you have another Ashley, right? right? Or more Ashley's. Um, is that something you've considered? Absolutely. I've had, I've actually had a lot of nutritionists reach out to me and want to jump on board. And it's definitely something I'm considering, but you know, you have to you know, when you're selling yourself and you're selling a program, you just want to make sure that the the other people that are signing on board really understand what you're selling. And so that's something I'm building. Yeah, I want to grow it to where it's a, it's a culture of, you know, shine, beauty, and wellness people just walking around Chattanooga feeling great about themselves. Yes, and feeling great all together. Oh, yes. More energy, sleeping better, better skin. Better skin, man. Love that. It is. Want it's that. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so talk to me about your situation in terms of a typical day. Um, I think you started out working from home. Yes. Right? And now you have an office. I do. Where, okay. So walk me through that. How does that work? Balancing that, okay, you know, what has to happen in the mornings, right? Right. At home. And then you're actually going, you're working for yourself. And for those women out there who are, you know, considering starting their own businesses, you know, I think that's a big consideration. You don't, you know, going to work every day and having to be somewhere on the one hand, that is, um, a, it can be a real challenge when you have a family, right? Oh, yes. Um, on the other hand, it's a bit of a blessing because it does require structure, right? So <laughs> yes. let's talk about being an entrepreneur, a service-based business, going from not having an office to then having an office, what that setup is. I'd like you to share that with me. Absolutely. What have you learned to practice, you know, in order to stay on task? Oh, wow. So I initially, I mean, the beauty of con consultations is you can be at Whole Foods, you could be at a local coffee shop and go out and see clients there. But um, I did, I established a little cute little home office and did, I started working out of there. I found it personally to be very difficult um, to balance it out, you know, with kids coming in and out and laundry, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, oh really should do laundry. I can come back to <laughs> building the spreadsheet in 10 minutes. Um, but you, you know, I just had to say the laundry comes next and stick on. So, you know, I would cut out hours where I was on task and working and then move to my home work, which is, you know, taking care of the kids and cooking dinner. Um, the office has been amazing. And so I had the office outside of your home. Yes. Now. The and new, the new, office. the new. Yes. And so, um, how long have you been in an office outside of your home? It's really just been a few weeks, um, but it feels like I should have been doing it all along. So the situation is I um, work in St. Elmo at the old fire hall, and it's absolutely beautiful, but it's a collaboration of four women in there. And so um, we get to share the rent, which is, so we have, you walk upstairs to the old fire hall and you have four desks sitting out, but I have a private room where I take consultations. It's actually a closet that, it's, it's so okay, charming. Stop just okay. a minute. You're in a closet. <laughs> I'm not. Well, it's, it's a, it's a really big closet with a really big window, but you know, you have to be flexible. So I love it. <laughs> but I love it. But it's, you know, it was built hundreds of years ago and has all this charm, but, um, it, even being in a room full of other women building their businesses. So I have, I work with a florist. I work with a photographer and I also have a girl who uh, does textiles and does these beautiful pillows. But even just having that energy in that workspace and yes. other women going through the same thing and us living our dreams and being able to, you know, lift each other up. And I'm yes. actually, I'm all their health coaches too. So they get free health coaching advice yes. on there, which works for yes. them. Yes. But uh, that also means they can't like sneak a bag of Doritos and a Dr. Pepper. They know better than yeah, that. Actually, they, do, they, they feel so good. They don't they want don't, it. They don't even want That's it anymore. That's awesome. So the four of you yes. share this um, upstairs second story of the St. Elmo Fire Hall. Yes. And I'm sure that's a beautiful building. I, I've heard that it is. I have not been there. And you have, um, for, for privacy, for your clients, you've basically converted what would have been a large closet with a window into 
a consultation area. Absolutely. So it's okay, a place where I, I can go this. close yeah. the door. I mean, it, it sounds a bit creepy and please don't no, it be scared sound if creepy. you come see me, but it's, you know, it's just the charm and it's that, well, you know, I could have moved into an office building and had something a little more, you know, white collared and structured, but I, the place is so beautiful and serene yes. and my we look out on Lookout Mountain. And so I feel like it creates this culture when a client comes to see me, she just feels at home and yes. serene and it's a very warm environment. Yes. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not in any way, I'm teasing you, you know that. <laughs> but it's so, um, I just love it because, you know, women are incredibly uh, resourceful. Absolutely. And creative. <laughs> and we don't require, you know, when we're really passionate about something, I don't think we require a whole lot. You know, you don't have to have the great big desk with the in the corner office with the window, you know. Absolutely. You just don't. It's not about appearances. I think uh, being accessible, you know, we love to be accessible and for our clients to be comfortable. Absolutely. And you've set that up. In, for, a, in a realistic budget. And yes. so that, that for me, the, the rent, you know, fit my budget. It's you know, and so I'm not stressing about making that payment every month. Yes, and that's it's, important. It's very important with every, you know, with all the other finances you have going on with your family. Um, but yeah, just being resourceful and looking around at Chattanooga. I think the wonderful thing about Chattanooga is you have so many creative people that are creating these pockets of places where you can go work and collaborate. And it's not all about, I need this brick and mortar building and, right. you know, the storefront, um, I just don't think that's the way it works anymore. I think right. that, you know, people are just finding ways to, you know, live their dream yes. in a realistic way that's financially accessible and ready. And yes. And so before you took that leap, you knew that you had a certain amount of revenue coming in from your your contracts, right? And then went on to commit to the rent. Yes. Well, it fluctuates. That's the thing about, you know, yes. having, you know, consultation. I may have a consultation, but that person may not be ready. And so, you know, I set set my goals and I try and stick to them, but you know, sometimes it's a bigger week than some and sometimes it's a, you know, a smaller week financially, but um I think you have to plan for all of that. Yes. And how do you plan for that? Like that's really important I think for women coming out of full-time work or even part-time work and you get that steady paycheck and here you are and you are you are your paycheck. Right. You are creating it and while you're servicing the client in front of you, you have to also be thinking about generating the next client, right? right. So your your th- your feet are on the ground in the present moment, but you're also thinking forward. Oh, constantly. Yeah. I that's where, you know, I'm working at uh, the Go Red for Women's event on Friday, and I have uh, Southern Surgical Arts has put me up a booth where I'm going to have access to so many women. So, it, it's a, you know, you really just find ways to put yourself out there. I'm always thinking of ways. How can I get in front of, speak to people? And it is time consuming. And it may be. And you don't get paid for that. You don't get, this is not part of, <laughs> but it's it's marketing yourself. Yes. And, so you're looking for opportunities either through your personal network or I guess paying attention to events in the community, women's events primarily, and just asking, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think people are so interested in health. They're always very warm and welcoming to have someone come talk, you know, some issue on nutrition or some tips or, you know, I think that is just, it always 
interests women. And so, you know, I think fortunately for me, I'm in a a field where women really do want to be healthy and they want to look good. And it's, it's, you know, for most people, it's an easy sell. Yes, I would think so. Everyone says, sign me up. I want to look like that. That's amazing. Um, I should have done this about 10 minutes ago. I just want to give a shout out as to where we are. We're in a beautiful Chattanooga downtown, 10th floor of the Talon building in the Regis Executive Office Center. Uh, I'm here with Ashley McAdoo, founder and CEO of Shine Beauty and Wellness. She is a personal health coach, incredibly qualified, more than a coach, much more than a coach, um, becomes great friends with all of her clients and is extremely passionate about the work she's doing and, and has let that passion take her down a path of uh, prosperity and and uh, and it's defining your future and, and your career. Absolutely, waking up and living what you love and living what you believe and, and you know making a you know a paycheck off of it. It's amazing. It's yes. dream come true. Yes, absolutely. Now, let me ask you about um, accountability. Okay, who do you have in your life? Because I have found I made the mistake of not inviting anyone into my life to hold me accountable to certain things, being available to my children and listening well. And not that I was totally unavailable to my children, but I would certainly more than they would have preferred. And listening well to others. And just give me, we're going to close here soon, but if you would just give me your thoughts on how important it is to have people in your life, maybe even outside of your spouse or partner, who are willing to speak the truth to you. Absolutely. Well, fortunately for me, I do have that person in my life and it's my mom and y'all may have moms like that, but it's that person that you can be really real with. They know your flaws, your strengths, and they can even see, you know, where you, you may be falling off the wagon somewhere. So with my mom, you know, we talk every day and she really keeps me on task on balance because I tend to probably take on more, you know, as a dreamer and a doer, take on more than is realistic. And so she just kind of checks in with me and makes sure that I'm sleeping well and that I'm getting out and exercising because a lot of times, you know, we can put ourselves on the back and put everyone else first. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, she is, she is my accountability partner. And, you know, my husband is too, but you know, your mom, your mom, moms have a great way of uh, being real, real. Yes. You know, and if you don't have a great mom, um, uh, or some of us, our moms have passed on, Yes, you know, or even if you do have a great mom, you know, and you want someone else in that role, it, it, I just want to encourage every woman out there, get a person in your life who is going to ask you how this is really going. How is, mon- how is your money? How is your health? How are your relationships? How much rest are you getting? And are you really on, on target? Are you profitable? And is this everything you thought it would be? And if not, how can you make it better? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think everyone can really look and find those people in their, in their lives, you know. Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, everyone. This was amazing. I want everyone to know how to reach Ashley McAdoo of Shine Beauty and Wellness. You can look at her website, shinebeautyandwellness.com, and that is A-N-D spelled out, correct? Correct. Or email her at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at shinebeautyandwellness.com. And if you would not mind to share your phone number, 
I know we're all texters these days. So if someone wants to text you, where would they do that? Absolutely. You would just call or text 423-827-3250. And I would be happy to talk with anyone that's listening. Wonderful. Thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on Women in Business. We are here to encourage, equip, support women in business, whether you are one, want to be one, or no one. Please tune in every Wednesday at noon. Thank you. I'm Sherry Young, your host with Chattanooga Business Radio.